Now we're going to continue on the du'as of Nabi Nuh So all in all I try to keep, I, I think the first flyer said 45 minutes, but I've extended that. All in all I try to keep you all for 1 hour and 15 minutes inshallah. So according to this broadcast it's been 1 hour. So I'll spend about 15 minutes or so on the du'as of Nabi Nuh So last time we did the du'as that came in, Surah 11, Surah Hud. And now they are, now let's see how much of this I can do. So I've opened up the four uh, other passages uh, in which the du'as of Sayyidina Nuh come. Alright, so I'm, I'm taking them again in the order in which they appear in Qur'an al-Kareem. Alright, let's go... Okay, so if you turn to Surah 23, Surah Al-Mu'minun, Surah Al-Mu'minun. So this is the next place after Surah Hud that the story of Nabi Nuh is mentioned. The story of Nabi Nuh is mentioned. And so this starts from verse 24 onward. Surah Mu'minun, starting from verse 24 onward, you have the story Second mention in Quran al-Kareem of the story of Nabi Nuh alayhi salam. But there's a whole surah, surah Nuh coming, right? So there's a surah with Nuh named after Nuh alayhi salam. But before we get to that, okay. So here, surah, uh, sorry, from verse 23 onward. A'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim bismillahirrahmanirrahim wa lakad arsalna Nuhan ila qawmihi. And indeed, remember that time when we sent Nuh alayhi salam to his qawm. Fakala and Nuh alayhi salam said to his qawm, Ya qawm i'budu, ya, ya qawm i'budu allaha malakum min ilahin ghayru. Oh my community, worship Allah ta'ala alone. Indeed you have no deity, no ilah for yourself ghayruhu other than Allah subhanahu other than him. Afala tatakun, that will you not have taqwa? Alright. Now, here again, as I mentioned to you, uh, as was in the, we did in Surah Hud last night, uh, that his community disbelieves in him, his community rejects him, his community says, you're just a human. So actually, they're also using rational argument, right? This rational philosophical argument goes both ways, by the way. So this is a perfect example of kufr, disbelievers, also using rational argument. Well, you're just a human being like us, so why should we believe in you? Allahu Akbar. Then they use personal attacks, right? Uh, so, for example, in the next, in, in verse 25, In huwa illa rajalum bihi jinna. He's majnoon, he's, he's afflicted by insanity, a craze. So the same type of attacks were done on Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam, And obviously both of these things are false. So now the dua, verse 26. Verse 26, Surah 23, Surah Tamun, verse 26, the Dua of Nuh what is it? He turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he says, That Allah ta'ala help me, support me. Means against them, right? Why? For they have kathaboon, they have done takzeeb. They have belittled me, they have belied me, they have denied me. Hmm? They are denying that I am your Nabi. And you can just imagine how much solace Sayyidina Rasulullah would have felt when Allah revealed these verses to him because it's exactly uh, 
the same thing that was done to Nabi Akrim sallallahu someone forced by many members of uh, the Arabian Peninsula. And it's interesting that Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam, he's not saying that they insulted me. No, the problem is that they're not viewing me as your Nabi. And the mission you've given to me is to be your Nabi to humanity. So the help I need from you is to help me fulfill the mission you have given to me. This is a type of dua to make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if somebody's hurting us, somebody's harming us, somebody has enmity, hostility to us, somebody is slandering us, somebody is opposing us, and maybe saying all types of things, all of that is irrelevant. Well, only thing that is relevant is the mission that Allah Ta'ala has placed me with on earth, the purpose of my life. In that, Allah Ta'ala, I need your help against them. So, unsur ni means support me, help me, vis-a-vis them. You can sort of say against them. Why? Bima kadhaboon, because they have done my takdeeb, they have belittled me, belied me, denied me, falsified me, right? And said, I'm not your Nabi. So this was the greatest of the Anbiya Mursaleen. They weren't in it for people's praise, people's acceptance, people following them. They only were fulfilling the role of Nabuwa so that humanity would be guided to Allah subhanahu wa And so this is a dua. So we should learn from this dua and understand from this dua and make proper duas in the same way. So this is Surah Al-Mu'minun, Surah 23, verse 26. All right. Then obviously the passage continues and uh, the verses continue uh, talking about Nabi Nuh al-Islam up till uh, verse number 30. The next du'a of Nabi Nuh al-Islam mentioned in Quran al-Kareem is in Surah 26. Surah 26 al-Shu'ara. Surah 26 al-Shu'ara. And this is in uh, verses 117 to 118. So obviously then this is the um, third place now where the story of Nabi Nuh al-Islam comes in Quran al-Kareem. So this story here starts from verses 105 onward. Interesting here the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins so I'll just do a little bit of it for you. That the qawm of Nuh al-Islam denied Mursaleen the apostles is plural. So what it means is when they now According to most ulama, Nabi Nuh salam is the second Nabi. So why, why is Allah SWT using the plural here? So what Allah SWT is showing here is a very deep teaching. That when you deny one prophet, you're actually denying all of them. Because when you deny one prophet, you're denying the concept of Nabuwa. And when you deny the concept of Nabuwa, means you're denying all of the Anbiya alayhim So this is why Allah SWT used the plural here. That the qawm of Nuh salam denied all of the messengers and prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alright then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes who was Nuh so we did that already that when their brother so yes he's their Nabi but he was also from amongst them he was from their brethren he was from their fellow humanity he was from the same community so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to them as Akh I refer to Sayyidina Nuh al-Islam as Akh. So this is also a beautiful teaching. That the Anbiya were fellows of humanity. They were associates of humanity. They were companions of humanity. They were brethren to humanity. They were the brothers of their people. Allahu Akbar Kabira. 
Imagine how happy Sahabikram must have been when they heard this. I don't know if any one of them is on record of daring to say this to Sayyidina Rasulullah that if Nuhalayhisam was a brother to his community, then that means you were like our elder brother. But that must have certainly been the feeling that they got. And that is one of the meanings of this word. Ashab, sahib, sahabi, sahaba. That they're companions uh, to their to uh, the companions of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So khair alat takun that will you not adopt taqwa? Inni lakum rasulun ameen. Look, I am a rasul for you and ameen. I'm trustworthy. I'm trustworthy. Fattakullaha wa ati'oon. Therefore you should fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obey me. Hmm? Khair, when as it continued, uh, as you continue in this passage, the same story uh, is being mentioned in, in you know, similar, sometimes identical words uh, that they refuse to believe in the Islam. They say that, you know, so then uh, Nuhul Islam keeps trying, keeps trying. They keep disobeying, they keep disobeying. So now in verses 117 onward, the same dua first, but then there'll be a second dua. So the first part is the same, almost exactly the same. That indeed my qawm They have belied me, belittled me, falsified me So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Then bring a judgment Between me and them A clear and manifest judgment Bring a judgment Bring a decision Right? Bring a decision, a judgment between me and them. Fathan means an absolute decision. Wanajini and rescue me from them, deliver me from them. Hmm? And all of those who are with me from the believers. So then again remember Sayyidina Rasulullah and Sahabakram learning these ayat. Right? That okay, this is also a way that we can be hopeful that one day Allah Ta'ala will decisively settle the matter and judge between us and the unbelievers. And then Allah Ta'ala will give naja'a. Allah Ta'ala will rescue, give succor, give salvation, give emancipation to the Prophet and all of those who are with the Prophet as believers. Hmm? So now what we learn for us then, and so obviously this last part we don't literally are going to make this part of our own du'as, right? So there's some du'as, for example, that we will repeat them word for word, and because the meanings and feelings can be made relevant to our life. There's some few du'as of the Anbiya uh, which are specific to their Nabuwa, but there's still lessons in it for us, right? Still lessons in it for us. So if somebody is disputing you, if somebody is hostile to you, you can hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may one day resolve and settle the matter. That Allah ta'ala will rescue you and those who are with you. But it may take time. Like it, if you look at the seerah, it took a lot of time before Fatima Makkah. It took dec- two decades before Fatima Makkah. Same story with Nabi Nuh alayhi salam. It takes a long time, very long time, very long time. But this is also something, this is also the humanity that ultimately when Nuhul Islam was faced with so much opposition, so much rejection, he turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to resolve the matter. He turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to resolve the matter. I think we can inshallah finish this tonight. Uh, so there are two more passages in which uh, the story of Nabi Nuhul Islam is mentioned. The last one will be Surah Nuh. The next one is Surah 54, Surah Al-Qamr. 
Surah 54, Surah Al-Qamr. And here also there is a dua of Nabi Nuhal mentioned. And it's again, now this is a very famous dua, oft repeated, that we can repeat word for word. And even sometimes it is made of weird. Weird means something that a person makes, just keeps repeating the dua, pleading to Allah Ta'ala, calling upon Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, pleading with Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. So Surah Al-Qamr and I won't repeat the rest of the stories that come. Uh, Surah Al-Qamr, Surah 54, verse number 10. فَدَعَى رَبَّهُ And then Nuh alayhi made dua to his Rabb. So now you have a change in verb. Earlier we had qal, that he stated to his Rabb. Now it's dua, because it's going to be a plaintive plea, a supplication. What did he say to his Rabb? أَنِّي مَغْلُوبٌ فَانْتَثِرٌ I'm maglub. There, I'm utterly overpowered. Fantasir. Therefore, Ya Rab, help me. And it's, it's intisar. Those, again, those of you know, sarf is iftial, is mazid fi. It's even more than help. It's stronger than the majarad. Fantasir. Anni maglubun fantasir. And this is a dua that any one of us can make. Anytime you feel that you're over, completely overwhelmed, you're overpowered. Whether it's some fitna, it's some difficulty, it's some strife, it's some loss, it's some weakness. And you feel completely overwhelmed. And you desperately need, and you know that your only hope lies in the special help that comes from Allah Ta'ala out of His mercy. You can recite this to Anni maglubun fantasir. Anni maglubun fantasir. Sometimes it may happen that a person is suffering from a ghalabatun nafs, that their nafs is overwhelming and overpowering them, and they feel this strong urge and temptation to sin. At that moment, they should say, Anni maglubun fantasir. Anni maglubun fantasir. Yala, I'm told you, I'm being overwhelmed and maglub. My nafs has become ghalib, is overpowering me. Fantasir, I need you, need help me. I need your help. I need your special help. So this is maybe very important dua of Nabi Nuh alayhi salam. Very important dua of Nabi Nuh alayhi salam. Okay, and the last and final one is in Surah Nuh. The surah named after Nabi Nuh alayhi salam. Alright. Now this is when Nabi Nuh alayhi salam finally, ultimately, you know, uh, prays uh, for the destruction, so to speak, uh, of his people. Alright. So this is Surah 71, Surah Nuh, verses 26 to 28. So again, I'm just going to do the dua now. وَقَالَ نُوحٌ So here it's قَال So again, it's not as intense as da'a رَبِّ لَا تَذَرْ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ مِنَ الْكَافِرِينَ الدَّيَّارَ That oh Allah, don't leave on earth Don't leave on the face of this entire earth Even a single dweller Inhabitant of this earth From the disbelievers so that's a very intense du'a. Now that is obviously something none of us are going to repeat, right? And that is not actually a du'a that Sayyidina Rasulullah made. But this was the will and wish of Allah SWT at that time. That Allah SWT wished to remake humanity, purge humanity from all of those who disbelieved in Him and remake humanity from scratch from a community of believers. But as all of us know, our human history, the history of humanity, the history of prophets, even though that is what happened, still then, the descendants of that 
the community of Nuh salam gradually over time then again descended into disbelief. And then again Allah Ta'ala will send Anbiya. And again people would, some would believe, some would disbelieve. And then again the generations after those who believed would again go astray. And then again Allah Ta'ala will send a Nabi. And this keeps continuing until it ends with the last and final Prophet and Messenger Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But it shows the humanity of Nabi Nuh that ultimately, ultimately, he had to give up on those members of humanity who were so firm and adamant in their disbelief in him. But this is not a path we will follow. Why? It doesn't mean Nuh was wrong in any way. It was right for him at his time. But because Sayyidina Rasulullah is the last and final prophet and messenger, therefore there is no more Nabi coming. Therefore there is no further hope or chance for humanity. Therefore we must always remain hopeful for every member of humanity. And we must strive for them to fulfill this that they should ultimately finally inshallah accept iman in Allah Ta'ala and iman in Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam now Nabi Nuh let me just finish the dua because there are two more ayahs he gives a reason right and then we'll be done for tonight inshallah he says innaka intadharhum because indeed ya Allah if you leave any one of them as dwellers or inhabitants on earth yudhillu ibadak so it's not just that they're not believing they will lead astray your ibad your worshipful servants and slaves wala yalidu and they will give birth to children and progeny illa fajran kafara who will be wicked and disbelievers Allah Akbar Kabira. Hmm? This shows also Nabi Nuh is recognizing that people, when people choose evil, they commit to evil, they're adamant on evil, then they will also have an opposition to what is good. They will have an enmity and hostility and opposition to that which is pure. Then after that, then look at what the du'a that Nabi Nulasam makes. And again, this is obviously a, a du'a that we will repeat. <laughs> that, oh my Rabb, forgive me and forgive my two parents. <laughs> and anyone who ever enters, anyone who ever enters my home in a state of iman. And all the believing men and all the believing women. So the notion is the bait of uh, a Nabi. Uh, and you have to remember here, by the way, I should, because I, I'm leaving out this very, very important aspect of the story. Remember that Nabi Nuh did dawah on his community with love for 950 years. And that's more than any other Nabi ever did. Right? It's only after this 950 years, one millennium of effort that's mentioned in Quran Kareem, right? That finally his heart despaired of them and he realized, and obviously one can also rationally understand that, that any community of people or their children or their multiple generations, because the Quran suggests that Nuh Islam was miraculously alive for 950 years means he was dealing with let's say 30 years of the generation 31 or 2 generations and imagine then that 
disbelief and hostility to Iman that lasts 32 generations, for people like that, Nuh is perfectly, uh, appropriately saying about them that you cannot leave any of them left on earth and they will just uh, have, they will try to lead astray your worshipful servants and they will give birth to none others that disbelieve because he saw this across 30 something generations. Alright? It's very important to understand. But in all that time of his 950 years, he makes dua that Allah Ta'ala forgive anyone who entered his bayt means his adobe of Im- uh, abode of iman means his ummah. Right? And that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala should forgive uh, all of the believers, believing men and women. So that would include, inshallah, you and me, inshallah. And Allah ta'ala, don't increase any increase to the zalimin, the oppressors and tyrannical perpetrators of injustice, other than tibara, just bring a destruction and increase your shattering of destruction upon them. Alright? So this is the du'as of Nabi Nuh Again, the last part. No, we will never make that because we will never be in a right to make that. And none of us obviously have done 950 years of da'wah. And because, like I mentioned to you, this is the last stage of humanity. And humanity is living under the last, the shade of the last Nabi, the last Ummah. And we must always be optimistic and always be hopeful. So, khair. Uh, so maybe the, the most important takeaway dua of all of this was fantasir, the dua that Nabi Nuh made and, he, and one can imagine that he must have made that for 900 of those 950 years right and that was a constant thing and, and this is his himma that he never gave up and he always believed that Allah Ta'ala would help him. He kept believing it's only finally when Allah Ta'ala inspired him so just going broadly to a story when Allah Ta'ala inspired him to build the boat then he realized that, okay, fine, if it's ending, then it should end in such a way that, that none of them should be left. But otherwise, for 950 years, without an Allah, whether Allah Ta'ala inspired him, how long he would live. But if we just take the default position that no human being knows how long they will live, he kept living and he kept trying on 30 plus generations. And that is a great, you know, a great da'i. A great Nabi, alayhi salam ajma'in. And that means that even if people aren't accepting your dawah, people are resisting your dawah, people are refuting your dawah, people are opposed to your dawah, you must keep continuing on and on. And only Allah subhanahu can pull the plug on the path of dawah. Right? And so these are all lessons to learn from the life of Sayyidina Nuh alayhi salam. May Allah Ta'ala accept us to learn these lessons. May Allah Ta'ala give us a... Blessed Ramadan may give us tawfiq to understand Quran al-Kareem and to live by the understandings of Quran al-Kareem, not just in Ramadan, but in our whole life. Wa akhirat da'wana, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.